Welcome to an audio newspaper full of very unserious, partially real stories that the world needs to hear. More listening and less reading than a newspaper, but equally as sexy. This is Paper News Out Loud. Hello and good evening. I'm your host, Diane Weathersby. Hello and good morning. I'm your co-host, Florence Strumsby. Thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud. Stuff my turkey and call me the entree. It's Thanksgiving, Diane. Well, technically, Thanksgiving already was, so that's over and done with. But that doesn't mean we can't celebrate a little bit late. Leftovers giving, if you will. It's when you're still thankful and still eating all the leftovers you accumulated on the official holiday of overeating. My favorite part of hosting Friendsgiving is that I have a ton of leftovers. An entire cheesecake just for me? Yes, please. I put cranberry sauce on it, and it is very good. That sounds just like festive AF. Like, yeah, I just had some cheesecake with cranberries on it and turkey. It was my breakfast. (laughs) You know, cranberries are high in vitamin C. It's like drinking orange juice. (laughs) However, I didn't eat it until 11 o'clock a.m., so (laughs) brunch brunch (laughs) healthy (laughs) okay but all joking aside there is an unofficial holiday following thanksgiving called leftovers giving i invented it on my own no one has had this thought before me i've never heard of it before so 100 percent unique (laughs) 100 percent original yes (laughs) you hear you heard it here first folks So it is when you have so many leftovers after Thanksgiving that you pretty much have a second Thanksgiving dinner multiple times. So it's kind of a joyous time and sometimes a little bit disappointing when your microwave doesn't quite heat up your mashed potatoes thoroughly enough and the inside is still cold, but you eat them anyway. But anyway, so leftovers are kind of weird. I know in my home we prepare extra food so that we have leftovers to eat as lunch the next day and to feed any wayward souls that show up to our door through the void. Or on the other side of the spectrum, I forget that they exist and let them slowly get moldy deep in the back of my fridge, like fun science experiments. And as a whole, we don't find leftovers particularly interesting. Oh my God, could I talk about forgetting things in the fridge and knowing it's just going to get worse and worse until I finally muster up the courage to get that liquid green pepper out of its Tupperware (laughs) container and into the trash where it belongs? Do you remember when we forgot we had potatoes in the closet and they basically liquefied? (laughs) And it was one of the top 10 worst things I have ever smelled. Oh my god, I have made some mistakes in my life, and letting food go bad beyond recognition is many of them. I just remember walking into the apartment and just being like, what is this smell? And we tried so hard to figure out what it was. That was like the garbage and the recycling. Because we just forgot what it was so much. Oh my god, because we never bought potatoes that were like whole potatoes. That wasn't just, like, one, you know? Yeah. That was pretty rough. And that one time when whoever's pickled beets spilled in the fridge, which, why did you have them in the first place? (laughs) That was chaotic. Oh, man, good times. Yeah, I'm doing that right now with some romaine lettuce. Like, Mm -hmm. I already ate all the other romaine, so I know I'm not going to get salmonella from it. But I I have... Probably as E. coli or something. Chuck it. I probably have a half a cup of romaine lettuce in the fridge yet, and I know it's in there, and I know it's bad, but I just haven't thrown it out. Well, I found three oranges in my fridge, which I knew they were there. I was just like, (laughs) 
like I go through phases where I just get obsessed with oranges and I just eat oranges like crazy. Like I can sit down and eat like three oranges at once, which isn't a ton. But anyway, but then I'll just stop wanting oranges. So all the oranges (laughs) I bought will go bad, but I can't throw them out until I know that they're like bad. Bad. Like Like I'm not going to throw in a good orange, even though I'm not going to eat it. So I did use those to learn how to juggle and that was productive. That's good. The only yeah. thing that's come out of me putting off throwing out, out food. Leftovers change in the world. Okay. But leftovers are actually like a little bit more interesting than what they seem because they have kind of a, a roller a coaster of past. a history. Yeah. So before the, 20, the 20th century, there weren't really like any leftovers. People didn't do the leftovers. People didn't take a quarter of a syrup drenched pancake home and let it shrivel up forgotten in their fridge. Leftovers really became a thing when the icebox, aka the refrigerator's grandparent, um, got onto the scene because then people had a nice easy way to keep the food fresh after it was prepared. Back before the intuitive icebox technology, cookbooks would include directions after a meal recipe um, on how to pickle, cure, or salt the food to make it last longer. But okay, so just imagine you're reading through a cookbook, learning how to make mashed potatoes, and then it tells you how to pickle your mashed potatoes. I I would be very interested in that. It's a bad example, but, like, very interesting. Or just dump, like, a whole container of salt on them, and you can leave them on your counter for four days. (laughs) Uh, Realistically, these leftovers are very different than the leftovers we eat today. So, you know, you make spaghetti, and then you put the leftovers in the fridge, and then Viola, the next day, you heat the leftovers up and it's still spaghetti but in the past food prepared for dinner transformed into something different for leftovers so you made a roast and then you pickle the meat and jokes on you your only option is to eat pickled meat i'm so sorry <sighs> anyway so just because um them fridges existed doesn't mean that people became super excessive because fridges really started getting big during World War One, which was a time of um rationing. And very disturbingly, I learned that during World War One, people would sometimes kill their pets because at that time they were just fed table scraps, so that was considered incredibly wasteful. So if you would kill your pets so they weren't eating uh-huh. The food, it was actually considered patriotic. So what a time. That's fun. What a history. <laughs> At the time, though, logically, that does make sense. It does. Though it is horrifying. <laughs> Just real sad. That sucks. <laughs> like, fight <I> oh no. <laughs> okay, but then there was the Great Depression, and once again, leftovers kind of got a makeover. So this time, eating leftovers was a sign of being frugal. It was important at this time to use just enough. So just enough food. And if you had extras to use that too, no one left behind. Okay, but then once again, leftovers got another upgrade or downgrade. In the 1960s, everybody had a fridge. And so it was easier to keep food longer. But food was cheap and abundant. So leftovers fell down a peg and throwing them out literally became a mark of middle class status. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Like just wealth, wealthy uh, enough that you could throw away any leftovers and you would be just fine. Plus, this was when fast food started getting really big. So who needs leftovers when you can just go to Arby's? Yeah. And leftover fast food is nasty. We've talked about this yeah. before. <laughs> Pre- the just previously mentioned chicken sandwich or whatever it was. 
But also at the same time, in addition to food being abundant, um, more women were entering the workforce. So big shocker, they didn't have time to make full meals every day, which men should have known because they have been avoiding cooking dinner for like literal decades. Preach. <laughs> so more women started serving leftovers, which then conservatives got in a tizzy because they perceived it as cutting corners on a homemaker's primary duty. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so full of righteous anger right now. Just, That's so infuriating. Like, the workforce is destroying modern female values and we need to go back to old-fashioned times. Just Stupid. Like, if you're not cooking dinner, are you really a woman? <laughs> I was born wearing an apron. It's what I'm meant to do. <laughs> Bullshit. So that was a fun thing that happened. So people were like real weird about leftovers for a couple decades. They didn't know how to handle them. They would actually write into etiquette columns um, very similar to our Ask Florence and Diane column, if you're looking for mm -hmm. a reference, with equally helpful answers um, about whether it was actually appropriate for to ask for a to-go box at a restaurant. Like, if you have wow. leftover food, is it bad etiquette to ask for a to-go box? Because then how would people know you're middle class? <laughs> I would judge people so hard when they didn't get get boxes when I was waitressing. There was this one time, it was six years ago, and I still remember it, but this guy ordered a bacon cheeseburger with French fries. He ate all of his fries, put ketchup on the burger, and didn't take a single bite out of the burger, didn't take it with him, and I threw it in the garbage. I have never been so angry in my life. Like, I could have eaten that bacon cheeseburger. It would have been so good. You didn't even... Oh, <sighs> that's upsetting. Like I get, so I try not to throw mm -hmm. away food, but like you have some like French fries left over and those don't heat up well. Uh, cook them in a frying pan. I don't have a microwave, so I heat everything in the frying oh. pan. So actually, and it makes them crispy. That's the way to do it. Cause otherwise yeah. it gets soggy. Yeah. <gasps> Especially like pancakes and stuff. Yeah. Um, I like putting mm -hmm. pancakes in the toaster. Oh, that's good pancakes. too. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, BuzzFeed. Anyway. <laughs> but how do we feel about leftovers today? Very positive. Very Me, positively. Personally. So our portion sizes are bigger and badder than ever, but there is um, also an increase in popularity of foods that actually taste better after a few days of, like, mm. sitting, yeah. like, stew and curry. Taco dip. Taco dip. <laughs> it does, though. The flavors just combine. Go on. That just <laughs> really meshes with the cream cheese. <laughs> But then there's also meal prepping, which is literally just making meals and eating the leftovers for the rest of the week. And I think that people who meal prep are held in really high regards. Mm -hmm. Like, we're actually really impressed by people that do this because they have enough time and organization to accomplish this and pre-make their food for the entire week. Yeah, but I love leftovers. Like, my favorite meal leftover is Olive Garden chicken scampi. Oh, yeah. So your oh, game plan, yeah. yeah, when you go to Olive Garden, has to be that you eat as many breadsticks and bowls of mm -hmm. soup or bowls of salad that you possibly can. Take a few bites of your pasta to, like, be polite, even though you, like, know it's going to be better the next day. Take all of your pasta home. It's usually enough for another two to three meals, mm -hmm. like, seriously. And then you, like, eat that and ration it out and just, like, all the flavors combine so much better. And so you're spending, like, $18 on your meal, but you get to eat it for, like, two or three days. Yeah, it really lasts. 
and like leftover roast. This is actually one of my favorites when we would have roast. You put it on bread with some America Whip and it's cold and it's just like the best sandwich ever. And I just can't imagine throwing out extra food. That's still good. Like my parents would have literally killed me. Like literally. Like, okay, so my dad works at a cheese company because we live in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And who doesn't work at a cheese company? My dad does bring home cheese from his work because he drives a milk truck. (laughs) But they would have like damaged cheese or cheese with like mold on it. And my dad would just like bring it home. He's like, cut cut the mold off. off. Yeah. It's fine. That's what you do with cheese. But anyway, so leftovers are just a meal that you get to enjoy again without all the work at the end of the day. Exactly. You know how when you play Sims and your Sims have mm-hmm. wishes now and, like, you feed them pancakes and then, like, ten minutes after they eat pancakes, they wish to eat pancakes? <laughs> they want more. I get that. I get that. So leftovers are a way to satisfy that craving you get again because you just ate it. So I get it now. Okay. So it's Black Friday, folks. Not really. But do you know what that means? <laughs> Everything is dark for a full 24 hours. (laughs) We're we're all in Alaska. (laughs) The sooty alleyway that houses the classifieds and, as of late, a dismembered foot that is slowly inching its way up the gutter is full of the best Black Friday deal ads in the void. But much like all sales in the void, any coupons will not be valid for in-store use until Arbor Day 2020. Check them out while they're still hot. That was a sizzle because I touched something hot. It was these deals. So first, buy one, get one free. Energy shaming light bulbs. Do you ever accidentally leave your your closet light on long after you leave the house? Do you sometimes feel guilty for having that one lamp on all night? These nifty little creations can change that. The bulbs openly and publicly shame you through verbal comments, vandalism, and aggressive tweets about overusing energy. When you're not home to hear the snide remarks, they will contact you directly. Save energy this year. In search of a personal trainer. I eat a lot during the holidays. I need someone to keep me in check. Must be available to come to all family functions to scream at me every time I try to approach the dessert table. Please provide your own gym shorts. Contact me via MySpace. All right. Community event. Holiday wrapping jamboree. Many of us struggle to wrap our holiday presents in a way that looks halfway presentable, presentable, presentable. At the Holiday Wrapping Jamboree, we'll get all your gifts wrapped up, completed with a handwritten note and bow. Come enjoy some hot chocolate and kick back while one of our wrappies takes care of your gifts. $25 a gift. We are not responsible for accidental gift swaps. It's all in the spirit of the holiday, folks. So the world is a grave and terrible place filled with many grave and terrible things. True that. Most most days are pointless and the pointful ones go by too quickly. And then on one glorious day out of the year, we remember that, hey, this is our only life. And maybe we should be thankful for some of the garbage that happens to us. So I thought it would be super fun to list some of the things that we're grateful for in our lives. They don't have to be big things. They could be small things, you know. Like ants, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) They're so strong. Or another example is the fact that goats exist on the planet. So let's do this thing. Diane's first, Diane. I think what I'm most thankful for is best conveyed through a very bad poem. So I wrote an especially bad one for all of you today. Enjoy. Apples, pie, and pumpkin bars. 
trees and bears and water parks. Mom and dad and brothers too. Florence, I'm thankful for you. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Movies I haven't seen. Dust that settles in your pocket. Ghosts you cannot see. TV shows and Game of Thrones. Thrones and games of chance. Pizza, taco dip, chocolate cake. Popcorn, cheese, and more cheese. Oxygen is what we breathe. Taco dip is what we eat. Water is what we drink. And land is under our feet. Poems that don't rhyme, and poems that sometimes do. What makes the world go round? The love of me and you. Dancing at home on your own, reading in the sun, playing guitar and it's bad, but having so much fun. Friends around the table, laughter all around, food on top of the table, wine to pass around. There is much that I am thankful for, things I don't always see, but the thing I'm most thankful for is bad poetry. <laughs> It sounds like something I would have written in middle school, so I'm glad I haven't changed all that much, really. Like, it's one of those poem entries that you submit to those little books, and then they, like, contact you when you get it published. Like, Yeah, I literally did that, and it cost me, like, $60. But it's so worth it. But it's so worth it. I am a published poet, technically, so you can take that to the bank. (laughs) So there's a lot of things I'm thankful for. Um, I started a list. This is my formal dedications of thank yous um, for my existence thus far. This is not exhaustive. Here we go. But it is exhausting. But I'm (laughs) so... So first, I am grateful for my hero and overlord, Maggie. May his fluffy tum-tum and puffy little paws reign forever. And do you know what Maggie is thankful for, um, Diane? That there's plenty of taco dip to go around. Exactly. And that there is a Christmas tree up so that he can destroy it. Um, I'm also grateful for the spice trade, um, for keeping my food from being bland, and garlic powder forever. Also for the new Call of Duty this year, it distracts my husband and gives me some goddamn peace and quiet. Except when he plays with his friends. (laughs) Except when he feels the need to scream. (laughs) Do you know what makes you better at video games? Screaming. (laughs) I have heard that. (laughs) I'm also thankful for cranberry sauce, which is my favorite Thanksgiving treat. And lastly, I'm thankful for my scoliosis in middle school. Well, it did in fact suck when I had scoliosis in middle school. Now, whenever people are talking about how awkward they were in middle school or the awkward things that happened to them in middle school, I can just be like, oh, well, I had a back brace to collect my scoliosis. Do you want to feel how it messed up my ribs? And I win adolescent awkwardness forever. Didn't someone try to punch you one time and they hurt their hand on your back brace? <laughs> um, no, he tried to poke me in the sides and he jammed his oh, finger. that's what it was. <laughs> Just have fun middle school flirting. <laughs> yeah. So cute. Yeah, good time. The other day, I was stuffing the turkey for our first annual Friendsgiving feast. As I was putting the stuffing in, I noticed that the turkey was not getting full. Fistful after fistful of stuffing went into the damn thing, but I could not get it to fill up. Finally, after several long hours of turkey stuffing, I investigated where all the stuffing went. I crawled into the turkey's cavity to discover that there was a pocket dimension and my delicious stuffing was being consumed by wild moose. The moose looked up at me and as I entered their space, they chanted in unison, Dear Florence and Diane, 
My wife and I decided to host Thanksgiving this year for the first time. I was hesitant to host because every person in her family is a party animal. We had Christmas at our aunt's last year, and they partied so hard that the aftermath caused the city to declare the house unlivable and the place had to be burned down. Do you have any tips for how to clean up after a wild party? They really are a lot of fun, and they make my wife really happy, but if we could keep our home, I would be happy too. Sincerely, ready to clean. Honestly, I'm a little jealous that you get to spend time with a wild family like that. I wish I could have been at Christmas last year. I would love to contribute to that amount of reckless destruction. However, I understand why you'd want to keep your home in livable conditions. So, ready to clean, we reached out to WikiHow to help us help you. A crucial cleaning time is that window after everyone leaves and before you go to bed. At this point, you'll be tired and possibly drunk if that's how you party. But either way, you won't feel like cleaning. Do not, do not succumb to the urge to just crawl into bed and ignore all of your problems until the morning. If you do, the chances of the city condemning your home go up by 40%. And that's not a risk you want to take. So, before you go to bed, start by taking stock of the destruction of your home. What cannot wait until morning? Throw away any garbage, clean up any leftover food, and get some resolve on those stains before they set in. Because you're going to have stains. <laughs> it's going to be wine. Red wine. <laughs> it's going to be everywhere. From Debbie. <laughs> Damn it, Debbie. There might be some bigger and more unconventional messes in your home. Did your family remove all the windows? See if you can replace them. If they're broken, cover the gaping holes in your walls with cardboard. The only thing that will cause more destruction than your wild party animal family is literal wild animals. You don't want them sneaking in through an, abs through an open or absent window while you sleep because they're going to start licking the gravy off the walls. And that's just going to make things way worse. Anyway, another thing that needs to be taken care of before you go to sleep is water. Overflowing sinks, bathtubs, and toilets should all be drained, and the faucet should be turned off before you go to bed. I'm going to go ahead and assume that they had a water balloon fight inside your home, so everything is going to be soaked. No worries, just get those industrial-grade fans you bought on Black Friday last year going, and your things will be dry in no time. Of course, the feathers from the pillow fight will be everywhere, and all your things will be knocked over by the fans that were industrial, that were just such a good deal you couldn't resist buying them last year, even though you didn't know what you were going to use them for. But those are problems for future you. After cleaning up the absolutely immediate things, go to bed and don't panic. Stay calm. You can do this. You are a cleaning warrior. Rest and be ready to tackle the rest of the mess in the morning. All right, you're rested and calm and ready to get rid of the signs that this party ever happened before the neighbors report you to the homeowners association. Start with the living room. The living room will usually contain the majority of the destruction since this is where most of the living happens. Start by wiping the smeared gravy off of your walls that was used to reenact scenes from Stranger Things. Fix tipped over furniture and pick up all the trash that has accumulated. There's going to be so much trash. Odds are that some of your possessions turned into trash as the night went on. If it is beyond repair, it is now trash, so it's best to just toss it and move on. You can always buy new things. Maybe. Put them on your Christmas list. They owe you. <laughs> they 
they do. They sincerely do. Vacuum the carpet and the rugs. Make sure you pick up the things with your hands that can't be picked up by the vacuum. Any family members that fell asleep in your home will not fit in the vacuum and will need to be thrown in the trash manually. If they wake up before they are all the way in the dumpster, they can help clean. Check for problem areas like burns or stains on your carpet and honestly probably also your body. You should also probably clean your body. Um, always be on high alert for vomit. Everyone eats too much on Thanksgiving and sometimes they drink too much too. Sometimes they even host projectile vomit contests so you want to watch where you're stepping because if you step on it, it's just going to grind it deeper into the floor and you'll have to replace the, the whole dang thing. You can't vacuum up burns and you can't vacuum up a stain. If you tried vacuuming the floor and most of it is charred and or not the same color it was before the party, guess what? It's trash now. Rip it all up and throw it in the garbage. The next thing you want to do is to check your electronics. For some reason, people love ruining other people's electronics. Check to make sure the TV didn't become part of the martial arts demonstration and that the PlayStation isn't filled with peanut butter. If it is, guess what? It's trash now. Toss it. But you're in luck. It is Black Friday, Cyber Monday. There's a lot of deals going on if you need to replace your things. Just get that replacement list started simultaneously while working on this. Unfortunately, your warranty probably won't cover those other things, though, but good luck with that. By this time, you've probably thrown out at least half of your possessions. That's how you know it's been a good party. But now it's time to tackle the kitchen. Clean the dirty dishes. You know how Sims get all stressed out when there's a dirty dish lying around? Make sure to clean those dishes so the Sims living in your home aren't being caused any undue stress. If there's any vomit on the dishes, just throw that dish in the trash. You won't be able to eat off that plate again without wondering whose vomit was on there before. Was it grandma's? Could have been grandma's. Okay, load the dishwasher. If you're lucky enough to own a dishwasher, you can use that to help you wash the dishes. It's in the name. Make sure to ask the water sprite that moved in last night to kindly leave while the dishwasher runs because it won't survive the drying cycle. You don't want to murder your wife's cousin's date mate, do you? Next, you'll need to clean the bathroom. You're still on high alert for vomit? Most people will make an effort to get to the bathroom before yakking, but their aim into the toilet isn't always precise. That one I do know from experience. Clean up those issues first, and if you feel like you have some vomit on of your own creeping up, take a break. There's no sense in creating an endless vomit chain from which you can never return. The toilet is going to be a fiasco. I hope you pre-booked a plumber because you're going to want to install just a whole new one. It's entirely likely that your wife's cousin hooked the toilet up to the Ministry of Magic, and while it would be cool to be able to travel there from your bathroom, you still need a place to do your business. Plus, secret bathroom portals violate most city zoning laws. Towels. Oh boy. According to the wiki how, and I quote, Any towels left out during a party are fair game for use in all manner of ways, end quote. This is awful. It's just awful. Get your shoulder-length rubber gloves on and throw all your towels in the dumpster, even the ones from your closet. All your towels. Then add them to the shopping list. Don't take any risks here. 
Towels are known to be used in all manners of cleanup, and do you really want to risk using a towel that has been taken to a graveyard and used to clean headstones? I think not. That's how ghosties get brought back. That's how you get ghosties. Fill up your soap. Did you buy that good soap? That soap that smells like dessert and looks like pudding? Did you? Well, it's gone now. Your nephew ate it all. Take a break and go buy more soap because you're going to want to wash your hands after all this cleaning, especially the vomit. (laughs) So much vomit. (laughs) On to the rest of the house if you're lucky to have more rooms than a living room, a kitchen, and a bathroom. Check the beds for signs of disturbance. Ask them if there's anything bothering them. Are they emitting loud noises? Call a local priest to exercise them of any potential demons that were summoned or attracted by the noise of the party. Then wash all the sheets just to be safe. You got all those nieces and nephews somehow. Check the garden beds. The fae are living there and they are going to be really pissed if you don't clean up the ping pong balls that got thrown into them immediately. The tomatoes also need water. You should be more on top of that. So all in all, ready to clean, as long as there's no structural damage to your home, which should be fine as long as you turn the fans on to make sure the water doesn't, you know, destroy everything and make it all moldy, then you're fine. Everything else is just materialistic, and I think that speaks to our culture and our materialistic tendencies. So just let those things go. And you know what? Fire is cleansing. So if you do have to burn the house down, you can just start over somewhere else. Like a phoenix like a phoenix hey florence yeah what's that rattling noise is it the motivation train let's let's pull this train into the motivation the motivation train into the motivation station <laughs> chew motivation chew okay on this day long after thanksgiving has passed we have many leftovers laying about food waste is a real problem people what do you do to make sure those leftovers don't go bad If there is one thing my high school foods class taught me, it's that you can turn anything into a hot dish or casserole if you aren't from around these parts. But whatever you call it, the best way to get rid of leftovers is to transform them into something else by combining literally all of your leftovers into a casserole dish, topping it with french fried onions, and baking in the oven at 350 for 50 minutes. I take all the turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, green bean casserole, creamed corn, dinner rolls, and last but not least, cranberry sauce, and layer it in one pan. I eat as much of that as I can in one sitting and inevitably have more leftovers. Never fear, you can transform the dish again by putting it into a blender and making an easy-to-drink smoothie. You can freeze the leftover smoothie into cubes to use as unique ways to cool down your next glass of wine or spice up your next batch of soup. The best way to use up all of your leftovers is to transform them so it feels new every time. How do you reduce food waste in your home, Florence? Okay, so having lots of leftovers is obviously a big issue. I start by watching an insane amount of BuzzFeed videos which show you how to make things like leftover Thanksgiving dinner pizza and burritos, and then I promptly decide I will not do that. And then I begin the process where I start shaming my husband about the amount of leftovers we have in the fridge. I say things like, you know, I finished up the the stuffing yesterday. You could help out too. He then can no longer handle the pressure and polishes off an entire grand meal 
all over again while I enjoy freshly cooked food. I am happy, and I know that I am in control. So listeners, we encourage you to use healthy or unhealthy ways to get rid of that food waste. Or to eliminate food waste. Don't waste the food. Or eat it. Eat the food. So today I ate too much and had to nap for several hours. When I woke, all my loved ones had transformed into turkeys and were destroying the house. Gobble, 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 gobble. That's the turkeys. And that's the telltale sign that the podcast is coming to an end. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to what we had to say. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Paper News Out Loud for more great episodes. If you like what you heard a lot, leave us a review on iTunes saying what you liked. Please include any coupons you see for cranberry sauce. If you're in love with what you heard, let us sponsor your next party. We won't give you money, but we will show up and drink all the wine and eat all the cake. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank Giving and everyone who's ever gave me anything. I also want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use his track titled Five off of his album Found on SoundCloud and Spotify. Thanks, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching at this. Tweet us at realityoutloud. Use the hashtag thinkweirderthoughts and then actually begin to think weirder thoughts. Share with your friends. We hope you learned a thing and made a laugh. So real talk, how many leftovers do you have? Quite a bit, actually. Yeah. I ate half of the potatoes, sure. half of the stuffing, half a ton of turkey, yeah. and lit- literally an entire cheesecake, four pieces of pie, half a loaf of pumpkin chocolate chip bread. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> do you still have a lot of leftovers? No. Good job.